you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. You're listening to Our Dad's Podcast from San Diego, California. Straight edge for life, son. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. And thanks to you for supporting the show. Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. Uh, We're doing some live episodes here from the Innovations and Recovery Conference down in San Diego, California. Now, be sure to check us out at uh, thatsoberguy.com for past episodes, resources. You can contact us there and you can also help support the show. If you have any questions about whether you or a loved one might need some help, you can contact Foundations Recovery Network at 877-714-1318. Foundations has nationwide residential and outpatient facilities, and they can help provide you a confidential assessment and review and see what the best treatment options might be for you or your loved one. Let me give you that number one more time. It's 877-714-1318. All right, so today, man, and one, one of the great things about this conference, and I know I've said this a couple times, is that I get to kick back in a, in, a, in a booth here and talk to some cool people. And uh, we also get some people who visit the booth and we just get to connect and shoot the shit a little bit. And, uh, and this is how Rich uh, Cohen is joining us today. And that's how Rich and I and Jason, who is sitting here but decided uh, he's not going to speak today. But what's up, Jason? And uh, see you over there. And um, uh, so anyways, Rich, nice to have you on Sober Guy Radio. Thank you, man. Shane, thanks for having me, my man. So you're from Teletech. That's right. You got a couple, couple dudes, Jason included, and one other, one other uh, uh, person involved in the company. Um, I want to talk about Teletech a little bit. First, you're in recovery yourself, man, and uh, we had a good convo yesterday and had a little bit of fun. I want to get to know you a little bit and tell us about your experience, man, your journey. Yeah, we did have fun yesterday. It's always, it's always good when you can kind of laugh and look back at, uh, yeah. at the journey that gets you here because, you know, not too long ago, decade and a half ago, it was... I was destitute, basically. Had yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, You're from L.A., right? I am from L.A. Yeah. But when, before I got sober, uh, 15 and a half years ago, I was in uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. It's during 9-11, actually. Really? And, yeah, it's <laughs> funny because I was drinking so much. And I remember when the buildings came down, and I was traumatized. But my first thought, really, which was all ego and sickness, was that the United States needs me, and I better get home. <laughs> No way. Yeah, but yet nobody was calling to check on me. No, <laughs> Dude, isn't that a trip, it's crazy, man. man. Yeah. It's crazy. So immediately to you, to yeah, self. I was like all yeah. about me. I'm like, damn, I better get there. Wow. And so I left. Uh, I left Canada and lived in Tacoma. I couldn't get. I couldn't get back to California. Yeah. Um, it's hard to. It's hard for me because I grew up in LA and, and been around recovery since '85 yeah. to actually get loaded in the city. Yeah. That I was getting sober in so many times. So. That's um, tough. So I, I can only be sober in Los Angeles for sure. Yeah. Did you, so did you grow up in LA? Pretty I much did. I was born and raised. I was born and raised. Uh, great family. Um, yeah. Not the reason I was sick. Um, they they gave me every opportunity. I was lucky. You know, they yeah. were hardworking. My grandparents, uh, you know, through the Depression era, taught my family how to work hard. Especially my mom. 
who had to take care of us. Um, and I had a brother uh, who passed away actually from this disease uh, last year. Really? Very Sorry sad. To hear that, man. Yeah. Um, younger brother or older? Younger brother. brother yeah. Younger brother. So uh, I'm kind of, you know, I have three nieces now that are, that are, uh, without their father which is very very sad it's not but it's you know I see this all the time yeah I see yeah. it all the time um uh totally lost my train that's of all right I got, I got distracted it's okay for distracted a yeah yeah I know it happens it, here sometimes. it wasn't People even walking cute. in and walking, walking around you know that kind of stuff um your wife and kids so, will probably not be appreciative of a hairy guy that you just looked at <laughs> I don't know I don't think Jess would dig that too much oh man dude that's funny um, that's what I was going to say. So, and, and um, I, I wanted to uh, to mention too. You said LA. You're you're a Dodger fan too, right? Yeah, you know it's <laughs> it's. I, I remember you know last time we won the World Series uh, was against the A's. Yeah, you yeah, know. Thanks for that. I appreciate Kurt, that. Kurt Gibson, yeah, oh greatest home go. run of all time. Here we go. Um, Tommy the Sorter running out a little. It, it was the best. I've mentioned this multiple times, and a shout out to my in-laws, uh, the Matthews family, because uh, my father-in-law Bill huge Dodger fan my wife goes smart man the only time yeah he's, he's a smart man my wife goes the only time I've ever seen I think she was upset or something at one point the only time I've ever seen my dad cry is when Kirk Gibson hit the home run in the World Series event. and I went yeah that's, that makes sense right there but yeah they're playing the A's actually this week so yeah they're playing tonight yeah are you I'm, going no I'm driving home I'll listen to him though I can yeah. I can actually visualize a baseball game through the radio Vince Scully did it for me oh man dude yeah I grew up yeah Dodger Stadium, listening to Vin, driving home. So what what kind great. of what kind of got you uh, going down the path of um, addiction, man? Did it, uh, when, when did that start? That's loud. Yeah, that's I know that is loud. Yeah, sorry about that. It's not so, like a production set. No, I know you you get uh, you get some you know some live uh, some and and well since we're talking about loud, you were the one playing cornhole behind in the last podcast. We did. It's all about me. You guys man. were jumping around doing cartwheels <laughs> over there. I love it. Well, you no. know it's easy to do cartwheels when you're winning. <laughs> but when my, you're losing, it's a lot of oh yeah. Oh, shit, that's uh, how um, did I do that? But to answer your question, you know, I had my first drink when I was eight. Eight years old. I was sick. Really? And my uncle, uh, and I hold, he, he shouldn't feel guilty at all, but uh, my uncle, he, he wanted to sleep, and I was coughing up during the holidays, and he gave yeah. me a shot of brandy, and I fell asleep. And I, and the true alcoholic, the way I, you know, I woke up thinking I know how to cure colds. Yeah. That was my first thought. I was like, wow, that was at eight years old so it was all about showing off after that telling my friends you know trying to be accepted uh until it got bad yeah i was getting in trouble so so in into your um in as you got a little bit older i'm assuming just progress yeah you know i i was i was not uh one of those uh steady drinkers um in the sense where i could just i drank for a long time and started getting in trouble i was getting in trouble right away i had a bad attitude right from the get-go alcohol made me feel better smoking weed made me feel better and I was getting suspended and getting expelled from schools I was yeah. a great student when I was focused great student yeah. top of the class but I was a self-saboteur like Dr. Bob if yeah. anybody follows yeah. 12 very much like I cannot handle success in any way Damn, I will show you um, so I went into recovery at 16 when recovery for kids was non-existent I was gonna say I don't Glendale yeah. Hospital and Lawson Cenas opened up a ward and I was one of the first I was the first male with two other girls inside this ward and they treated us very very well yeah and I stayed sober I think 110 days at that point went out over a reason um, 
not a good enough reason, but I did that sober. I'd, every time I went out, and I have a lot of sobriety dates since uh, up until 2002, uh, I did that. I made that decision stone cold sober every time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I, I just I just recalled that from our, our chat yesterday that you, so you you've actually been in recovery, man, for a long time. But it's just been that that up and down battle that we hear about That's so right. often. Of you know, so what if you if you kind of flash back to 2002, what was different that time? Man, this 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 uh, in the background is driving me I, I care more crazy. As long as your viewer, your listeners yeah. aren't affected. So. No, it's, I don't. I, I I don't think so. So um, um, what happened? With, in yeah, in two in 2002. Um, when you got to that point, what was different for you? What do you, or what do you think was different that's helped you just like, you know, like stay, stay focused this time around after all the other attempts? You know, that's, that's, that's a great question. I get asked that every time I speak or I share, you know, about this, it was the first time in 36 sobriety dates Damn. that I did not want to get sober. Out of all the other ones, I, I really wanted to be really sober. Fuck, like, I love sobriety. I love, I love the community. I yeah. love the, you know, being of service. I was active. I was yeah. very, very active. I just didn't do the twelve steps. Ah, right. I, I didn't do them yeah. all in order. And the one that, that changed my life was step seven, actually. And I'll get to that. But yeah. But this time, I didn't want to get sober. I woke up. I called a friend. I knew to do that. He took me to a meeting, and for some reason, and the grace of really of a loving God, the obsession was removed. Which made me believe that he actually is all-knowing on that because I had no desire. I was not yeah. willing to be sober because I, I was out for a year and a half. So long as I've been away from alcohol, Anonymous, I was never coming back, yeah. ever. So when it happened, I... Uh, so know, it was a clear... It, it sounds like it was a real clear sign to you that like, wait, man, like, I don't really know if you know what God is or if there is one, but I know it's not me and there's Definitely. something higher like right there. I don't know what the fuck it is, but that's it. A hundred percent. I am not God. Yeah. I learned that lesson immediately yeah. this time. I, yeah. I, I, I was willing to do whatever. Once I got the sobriety and, and I, I was a few days sober, I said, and I was crazy at this time because I've gone a long time. This, yeah. You know, in, in the 17 years that I was going in and out up to that point, I was never gone long enough to, to, drink myself to a point where my mind would start playing tricks on me yeah. the way it was in sobriety. Yeah. So I was really worried. Yeah, you know, I was for sure. Like, what is going on? I was making bad decisions and accusing people of stuff, that kind of crazy behavior. Yeah. So I, I said, I'm going to get a sponsor. Uh, I was in the Pacific Group for many years. Clancy was my sponsor. I couldn't go back to the Pacific Group. Uh, and I think it was, I was once told because they were scared because I was sponsoring guys and being very active. And, and not to knock the, I love the Pacific Group. I yeah. love what they stand for. But for me, I just needed to feel comfortable. And I went to a group, a men's group, because I was going to a lot of mixed meetings all the time. I went to a men's group in the Valley, which is my home group. And I never stopped going. That's a meeting I went to for 14 years almost. Yeah. Every week religiously. And they just basically told me, we don't shoot our wounded. You are welcome here. As long as you're here, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I felt safe really for the first time in the program in, in the in the 17 years prior which yeah. was great so yeah that's huge man and so i stayed in men's groups for 14 years and didn't care and i was able to have a relationship i still married today and i have a kid really? nice, and the gifts of this program um that that were given to me based on me not trying to get them but by being of service to others yeah um and it doesn't make me higher than anything i'm not holier than no, thou yeah but i will tell you that i look back in the mirror today and I see a calmness about me yeah. that I've never seen before. I don't look in the mirror and say, God, I hate you anymore. I don't yeah. look in the mirror and say, you're a loser. Those messages don't come in, but I don't believe them anymore. Yeah. So. No, I, I got a big smile on my face when you said just being of service because I, that was kind of weird. There was just a moment where you said that 
and I got this feeling over, even over myself in knowing that for so many years that the selfishness of, of alcoholism and addiction where everything is about me. Right. And once like, I just had the door crack a little bit that, wait a minute, like this life is not about me. Like it's about, you know, just like you said, service, man. And as soon as that ball started going, man, everything started to change from there. And so I just, I want to encourage anyone out there listening right now, you know, being of, I mean, there's a lot of elements to recovery, but being of service is a huge one and it's a big part of it. And, um, you know, a commitment, something to keep you involved. Like you said, what, like what kept you coming back to that meeting? Was there something in particular or, or like the men's meeting? I mean, did you get, did you get a commitment or was it just that, that accountability piece more or less? Just, yeah. just helping other alcoholics sick and helping the ones that are fine. Yeah. Just, you know, I took a commitment. I had, I held every commitment in that meeting for the first 10 years, secretary, all the way down to coffee to, uh, uh, chairs set up, whatever I, I yeah. did it all. I, and it wasn't, look at me. It wasn't pawning it off on anybody else. Yeah. It was just, I knew that the meeting needed to run. And yeah. so I did my part Yeah, and that was it. I want to be respectful over time and I know you got to get going. So, um, thank you for sharing that, but I, we're you good. got a few minutes. We're good You're for cool? like, uh, like eight more minutes. Okay, cool. Well, if that's okay uh, that, with you. That's, that's perfect. And I wanted to, I, I didn't want, if we got that much time, you know, we kind of wrap up your story and your personal life. Cause I want to get into teletech too. Sure. You said, you know, you and two other, uh, two other, uh, for, are they, are they buddies of yours? You yep. started, so you guys have known each other a long time. Uh, I've, uh, I've known Jason for 15 and a half years. Yeah. Um, we used to go to that meeting all the time together. Um, and then Brian, uh, Brian R, uh, actually, is I've only known for a couple of years. Yeah. But stand up guy, um, you know, I wanted to be surrounded by people that I could trust. And, and working with people in recovery is a difficult thing. Sure. I know absolutely. a lot of people that do it successfully, but I wanted to be with people that actually had the same vision that I did and same type of program that I did, yeah. where they didn't, it wasn't taking anything personally. It, they could separate business and, and separate their program. Yeah. And both of them and all three of us do that. Yeah, if we have cool, disagreements, man. we don't, you know, it's a lot of fun, actually, because we get to make fun of each other, but we, <laughs> we, we keep the focus. Yeah. And the focus is that we got into this, and we can move into Teletech if you like. Yeah. If we got into this to be of service, I've seen, and li- I've been in maybe over 8,000 meetings probably in Damn. my lifetime. Yeah. I used to do three, four a day for 90 days, that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, over the last 32 years, I've been around. And, you know, uh, I hear it all the time. I get out of treatment, I go home. I'm alone, I get loaded. I get out of treatment, I go back to work, I get loaded. I don't have that support system. Yeah, they want to send me to Alcoholics Anonymous, or they want me to call a counselor. But, you know, an alcoholic, they're introverted sometimes when they're yeah. sober. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. So, what Teletech, which is, a, is basically a format to do telehealth that's strictly geared for the mental health and recovery business, where they can leave, go home, go back to their families, and at the click of a button, they can be in touch with the same group that they've been, they got sober with or got their help from. And, and, and they click the group, they conduct their sessions, they see their friends, they see their counselor, they close, the next day they can do the same thing. So they're allowed to uh, participate in continuing of care, yeah. which will keep them, it'll give them a better chance to stay yeah. sober. It's a trust issue, so, right? So, and I'm just kind of playing this out in my mind. So. Um, so like myself, I went to Azure Acres Treatment Center in, in Santa uh, uh, Sebastopol, right? Right. So let, let's just flash back. This is just a little role play thing here. So I go to treatment, uh, do my 30 days. 
I get out. Now, I made some relationships with those people in recovery. I, I met some cool people in there. Sure. I had um, James Cantor, one of my favorite uh, counselors in there. Saved my life, right? So basically what you're saying is, is when I go home now, now what the hell do I do? Well, I do 90-90. I got to stay plugged in. Um, I probably don't go down the email list they sent with nope. me because it probably gets tossed in the big binder with the rest of the other paperwork that's like this fat. You're saying with Teletech, now I can stay plugged into that whole group of other people because they can all be dialed in on it too, whether it's counselors or people in there and stuff too. Is that kind of yeah, the concept? So you're talking to James. Huge, bro. You're That's talking to James rad. and your and, and your roommate. If you're having a group session, it's just another way to fill in the, the void. You're conducting the same. So your OP is actually still with that facility. Wow. That's so awesome, you're, you, you travel 100 miles south, you're at home, you're sitting on your bed. Now, what do I do? Yeah. Because you're not going to sleep at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, no. I, I, there's no meeting. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, so if it's a scheduled meeting for you. Yeah. Right. Click, click. You guys are on. You're talking for as long as you want to talk. That's cool. You're man. conducting the session and then they click and they can bill for it like just regular OP or they can just if they, it's an alumni group, no billing at all. They just talk to each other. But it's HIPAA compliant. And that's the oh, key that's here. Huge this too. is totally secure. You know, Skype and all, a lot of these yeah. services, they're not HIPAA compliant. Yeah. And eventually the insurance companies, I hope or I believe, want to protect the, the client and the patient, right? Yeah, oh yeah, sure. So eventually I think they're gonna move into this whole process of, uh, of making a requirement and that's gonna help us, yeah. really. And the key here is that we believe in it so much, we didn't even charge anything up front. Where there's really? no subscription, nothing. It's a per use basis. Use it, don't use it. Really? And it's that's... so small. Yeah. And so it allows these small, uh, these small facilities, like the mom and pop facilities, yeah. to stay in business and not get gobbled up if they choose to. Oh yeah, they just for keep, sure. Right? So it helps them maximize. When, when did you guys launch Teletech? Uh, we've been working on it for about a year. We came up with the idea about a year ago. Uh, we and it, you know it's not something we just kind of throw piece together. It, it took no, a lot yeah. of back. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Jason's a marketing expert. Yeah, and been, he's a smart dude, huh? He's a sm yeah. well, he's I, a smart ass. He's a smart. He's very smart. He knows. Yeah. He's been involved in internet marketing since 2000. Yeah, or 2001. So he knows. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of cool, like. I think back about all the ideas I had when I was drinking and using and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And Teletech, for example, let's say you take three, you know, guys in recovery. If you're still doing that lifestyle, could have been a great idea, but you never would have took action on it. No. And the, the beauty of sobriety, at least for me, is that, you know, I take action on shit now. And I don't, right. you know, I still fuck things up, no doubt. Who doesn't? But like, yeah, I'm not perfect. But man, I, I've, I've done so much more, I feel like, in the last four or five years of my life from being sober, man. And I'm sure you can relate to that and, and say the same thing. I've just said 24 hours I've known you. I promise you, the next five years, you'll be blown away by what you just said today. You'll do so much more just based on yeah, what you, that's cool. how I you're of service. Uh, yeah. You know, I can see it in your kids. Yeah. And, you know, life doesn't come without struggles. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, that's cool. it's my sponsor used to say to me, you're in pain. Okay, what? Yeah. Move on. And get over it. You, you have nothing. Yeah. There's no, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're, when I used to date girls, I, I still date girls, but, but I'm dating my wife only. Yeah. But, <laughs> Good for you. Good right. For you. <laughs> uh, gift of this program. Sober longer yeah. than I am. Um, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, Congrats yeah. to your Thank wife. You. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, oh no! You know, I, I love her so much. And Clancy would look at me and say, "So you're gonna fall in love again in two weeks? Yeah, <laughs> you weak soul. Yeah, you weak Click. bastard, dude. Who? So I've heard the name Clancy before. I don't know if it was in treatment or or where that. What is what is the deal with Clancy? I've heard of. There's him no deal. He's just an alcoholic. He's been. He's sober from LA, right? Yeah, he's actually from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. 
where the I'm new. I'm trying to think who told me about him before. Well, he, he, who it is. he's pretty popular. I I look yeah. at him. He's taught me. He taught me respect for Alcoholics Anonymous. I will tell you that. Yeah. He's unequivocally one of the most uh, articulate when it comes to understanding this disease. He's, really? He taught me so much. It's just that you know, once I went out, I needed a different type of sponsor. Yeah. For oh, yeah, me, for sure. but I respect and love him. Uh, I miss him whenever I don't see him, and I think of him often, you know. Yeah. And I see him every once in a while. But, yeah, that's and cool. He's, and he's happy to see me. He knows. He yeah. knows that I'm sober a long time. So, yeah. which is great. Yeah, that's cool. Get up there. Yeah, so uh, um, I'll have to. I hope we get an opportunity, but maybe I mean I don't ever come. I come down to you can just LA get a tape. He's all over. Yeah, go on YouTube or something. Or no, like, I think you just go on. Uh, there's actually uh, there's actually speakers online that are free. You can just. Download oh, AA really? speakers and oh nice. There's a great ask, system. I, maybe it was my sponsor who who had told me about him. But any, anyways, beside the point, man. I appreciate you coming on today, man. I really enjoyed our chat yesterday and today. Yeah, brother. Um, so if if anyone wants to reach out to you, find out more info about Teletech, where can they do that? They can they can email me at richateletech.io okay, or sales at teletech.io. But Teletech is spelled T-E-L-E-T-E-C-H dot I-O. Cool, man. So you can check out the website and uh, and you know what, look. If, I just hope that people that have the chance to get sober can stay sober. Yeah, and if they don't stay sober, to come back and get sober because they're just better off. We're all better off working the 12 steps. It's oh, a yeah. better society. We're not hurting people as much. Yep, and, I agree. Uh, and, and, you know, I'd rather have that than the alternative yep. any day. Hey, it's, Jane, thanks, buddy. Yeah, this hey, thank fun. you. Thank you, yeah, and this, this is going to come out, uh, like, today, so you'll have it and all that stuff. So yeah. We're pumping them out, man. It's been fun, dude. It's yeah. been a good conference, so thanks, sure. Rich. It was good to Appreciate meet you. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thanks for tuning in today. Go to thatsoberguy.com for more information, past episodes, resources, peace, love, respect, keep the blood clean.